Hello, my name is Heidi Weide. I'm a pediatric neurologist and I'm a PhD student from Autonomous University of Barcelona at Vallebron Hospital Campus. Today, I'll be presenting to you our recent publication on developmental medicine and child neurology entitled Genetic Diagnosis of Basal Ganglia Disease in Childhood. Basal ganglia lesions in childhood commonly affect the caudate, putamen, and globus pallidus, causing neurological regression, movement disorders, and prominent disability. Etiologic diagnosis of basal ganglia lesions in children is a challenge due to the large number of possible causes. In bilateral basal ganglia lesions, next-generation sequencing is necessary to search for genetic causes. Different techniques can be used according to the phenotype, genetic background, and mutational mechanisms. However, the best approach to molecular diagnosis in children needs to be defined. In this multicenter study, we aim to identify the genetic etiology of bilateral basal ganglia lesions observed on the brain MRI of 62 children with movement disorders. During the first stage, patient underwent genetic analysis by a targeted gene panel, followed by whole exome sequencing. During the second stage, Patients were analyzed by whole exome sequencing. In both cases, when no pathogenic variants were identified, complete mitochondrial DNA sequencing was performed. Combined exon mitochondrial DNA sequencing led us to diagnosis in 48% of the patients, of which 20% had defects on mitochondrial encoded genes and 80% had defects on nuclear encoded genes. We observed a wide genetic variability identifying 22 basal ganglia-related genes involved in different cellular pathways. Mitochondrial defects were the most frequent. Surprisingly, one-third of the children with basal ganglia T2 hyperintensity had mutations in dystonia or epilepsy-related genes highly expressed in the striatum. We described new radiological phenotypes associated with genetic defects in the protein activator of interferon-induced protein kinase, mitochondrial iron sulfur cluster assembly factor, and the ring finger protein 213, among others. 13% of the patients were finally diagnosed with acquired brain injury after negative genetic testing. Several reasons led us to suspect either genetic diagnosis in these children. For example, the presence of false positive mitochondrial biomarkers and the transient nature of basal ganglia lesions, which was not evident by the time of inclusion. Unfortunately for these patients, the time elapsed from disease onset to diagnostic confirmation and treatment when possible was extremely long, and patients underwent several invasive tests. An early diagnosis should avoid unnecessary procedures, improve management and prognosis, and provide genetic counseling to the families. Therefore, we propose an algorithm for early recognition. The first step is to exclude the acquired perinatal and postnatal brain injury. Radiological pattern recognition guides biomarker analysis, and later on, these phenotypic traits will support genetic interpretation. We observed two main groups of lesions on brain MRI, those featuring T2 hyperintensity and those showing low susceptibility-weighted images suggesting mineralization. We identified three clusters of patients according to similar radiological features that we named pallidal, neostriatal, and striatal plus to reflect the distinct localization of the lesions. Mitochondrial biomarkers are important for most of the genetic etiologies identified. Valine catabolites are a clue in all patients with T2 high signal lesions, but highly characteristic of the pallidal cluster. We recommend the measurement of thiamine concentrations in those patients of the neostriatal and striatal plus clusters. 
alpha-1 interferon analysis should be mandatory in patients with no striatal and calcifications. Copper, iron, and manganese homeostasis biomarkers are suggested for, for patients with low susceptibility weighted images. A combination of whole exome and mitochondrial DNA sequencing is proposed in children. Periodic reanalysis should be held on those with no pathogenic variants identified. This approach led us to identify the acquired and genetic causes of basal ganglia lesions in most pediatric patients affected by severe motor disorders. So, what this paper adds, combined exome mitochondrial DNA sequencing achieved a higher rate of diagnosis in childhood basal ganglia diseases than panel tests. Mitochondrial disease and Nicardi-Gutierre syndrome were the most frequent etiologies. Division of radiological findings into clusters could guide biomarkers and genetic investigations. The interferon signature was a good biomarker for children with basal ganglia calcification of unknown cause. Mitochondrial biomarkers such as lactate and respiratory chain complex activities showed poor sensitivity and specificity for mitochondrial disease. Thank you very much for watching.